Certainly want to welcome you to Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. Listening to Inside the Pages, uh, part of our, uh, our broadcast service. And we just thank God, you know, because this is the day that the Lord has made and we can rejoice and be glad in it. Certainly our prayers are going out for you and everyone and that are uh, listening and, and certainly I just want to take a moment and say thank you to those that are supporting us financially because you make these, make the broadcast possible. Uh, we want to continue to pray for those that are sick in their bed, those that are uh, dealing with issues and, and certainly to, to uh, not just be prayerful but be a blessing to others as well. Uh, again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson with Cornerstone Apostolic Church, and, and I pray that the word of God, I'm sure, I'm certain that something will be said that is going to bless you. Remember, we're not impacting yesterday, we're impacting your future. We believe the Bible is the word of God, therefore I am faithful, bold, the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus' name. Our Sunday worship begins at 8 a.m. And on Tuesdays, a comprehensive Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Sundays, we are journeying through the book of Acts and Tuesdays, the book of Ezekiel. Visit our uh, message archive at ConnectingTruth.org. That's our website, ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand. And so this morning, I want to direct your attention to the book of Acts, the seventh chapter, the eighth through the 15th verse. And we're going to go right into the word of God. Uh, and so uh, while you're turning there on your devices, your, your Bibles, uh, whatever your uh, desire is, as long as you are in the word, the Bible tells us heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stand. And so no matter what happens, the word of God has sovereignty over every situation, over everything. Uh, nothing escapes the word of God. Nothing catches God off guard. Uh, everything that, that happens, happens with his knowledge and it happens for a reason. Uh, it, let me say that again. It happens with his knowledge and it happens for a reason. In the book of Acts, the seventh chapter, the eighth verse, it says, and he gave him the covenant of circumcision. Now, if you've been following along with us, you know that that Peter, John, uh, Stephen, and, and many of them are dealing with the persecution of those that uh, just don't want to commit to change. And and so that's we're going to talk and mention that quite a bit because change is is very important uh, to God. And, and so. Uh, the Bible says, and he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham uh, begat Isaac and circumcised him the eighth day. And Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat the 12 patriots. And the patriots moved with envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. You need to know and understand that even though someone can be fighting against you, it doesn't mean God is not with you. Uh, and so uh, the Bible said that they moved with envy uh, and, and against Joseph, but God was with him and delivered him out of all his afflictions. Now, it, it, note that it did not say he didn't suffer 
any affliction and said God delivered him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. You know, I'm trying to take my time with this, but I get excited sometimes when, when I'm reading the word of God and it, and it kind of drives me, it kind of pushes me because I just get so excited about what God is saying. And so the, the word of God says that, that God delivered him out of all his affliction and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Uh, only God can do that give you wisdom and favor. You might have wisdom, but you may not have favor. Uh, you might have favor, but you may not have wisdom. And so uh, to have them both uh, makes you superior in a situation. It, it moves you up to the top. You know, you rise to the top like cream. You rise to the top like an air bubble. To have favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and made him, the, he couldn't, he couldn't help it. The Pharaoh made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now there came a drought over all the land of Egypt and Cana and uh, a great affliction. And our fathers found no substance. They didn't find any food there. Uh, Stephen is rehearsing in their minds the history of their people. Uh, but when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first. And at the second time, Joseph we made known to his brethren, the very ones that sold him into slavery uh, and caused him to be into Egypt, he made known to them that, that he was uh, their brother. He made known to them that I'm yet alive because see, they thought he was dead. And so he let them know that here I am. And so uh, with this being made known, Pharaoh soon found out and the 14th verse says, then sent Joseph and called his father, Jacob, to him and all his kindred, threescore and 15 souls. So Jacob went down into Egypt and died, uh, he and our fathers, and were buried over in Sechem and laid in a sepulcher that Abraham bought for a sum of money of the sons of Emar, the father of Sechem. The word of God, I'm going to read a, another passage here from the sixth chapter. It says, and the word of God increased and the number of disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly and a great number of the priests were obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people uh, that was there, that was listening. And so my question this morning is, are you obedient to the faith? You know, there are many that are obedient to the faith. Are you one of them that are obedient to the faith? Now, some would say yes, because they believe in God. But again, I have to caution you and I have to make you aware that believing in God is not enough. The Bible tells us that the devil believes in God. The angels that were cast out of heaven believed in God and they rose up against him and they were all cast out. And so therefore now you have the fallen angels, which are demons, uh, Lucifer, which people refer to as the devil, um, that are waiting their fate, which is the lake of fire. 
the hell was created for the devil and his angels. There isn't a party going on there. It's not. There's no one sliding up and down the poles there. Uh, there's nobody there that's going to be that's going to be uh, uh, taking it to the head. There's nobody there that's going to be doing any of that because it is a lake of fire that was created for the devil and his angels. And so uh, we, we want to deal and we will continue to deal with the reality of those things. And but again, do you believe the Bible is the word of God? Are you faithful? Are you as bold for Jesus Christ as you were for other things? And, and those things you can fill in the blanks for yourself. But the church is faithful. Are you facing opposition with obedience to the word of God? Are you facing whatever you're dealing with? Are you facing it with obedience? Are you looking at the word of God saying, Lord, what am I to do in this situation? How am I going to handle this situation? What is it that I need to do? It covers the word of God covers all areas. It covers us mentally, it covers our natural and it covers our spiritual. Now, in our natural, we may not know what to do about situations. Many have been laid off and, uh, you know, people have been furloughed and people are, are uh, you know, feeling the impact. And, you know, as the person right next to you, the person that's speaking right now, the person that's listening, you know, have been impacted by these things. And so we have to go to God. What do I do? Uh, you know, your word will lead me and guide me. You gave Joseph a favor and you gave him wisdom to deal with the situation. Some of us were very bold, considered introverts. Some was outgoing and, you know, while others are considered uh, extroverts and, you know, and, and so, uh, but know that, that whether you're extrovert or introvert, this is still a good thing because both are, have strength that are appreciated and can be used by God. The Bible says a great multitude of the priests were obedient to the faith. And I, I enjoyed when I read that because uh, there are so many that claim to what they are by title, but they are not obedient to the faith. Uh, whether it is a secular society, you could be an officer that is supposed to enforce the law, you could be a fireman, you could be a, a politician, you could be whatever it is that, that offers you hold and not be faithful to it. Not even be faithful in the natural sense of things, the promises that you've made, the, uh, the oath that you have taken, but yet you're not faithful to it. But the Bible says that many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Uh, obedience is simply identified as compliant with an order or request or law or submission to another authority. And that authority is God's. Uh, above everything, if we obey God, we're going to line up with everything else. Because God tells us to respect authority. God tells us to, to handle things uh, uh, tactfully, handle things and to be wise and, and to stop. You know, one of the things about being wise is, uh, and being smart is that you don't have to uh, immediately give an answer. If you don't understand something, let the person know, I don't understand. Let me look into that. Or to ask a question, can you please uh, reiterate what you're asking me? Or can you explain exactly what, because what they're saying, it might be clear in that individual's mind, but it may not be clear in the mind of the other person. And so people will at times get frustrated. And, you know, I, I know from a, a managerial role that that, you know, when you're dealing with a, a subordinate and you're trying to convey a message that you have to step back 
And you have to make sure, and, and this is taught to you in, in uh, Business 101, uh, you know, and many other courses, that whatever you're explaining, whatever you're trying to get over to the individual, it should be simple enough for a five, a six, seven, or eight-year-old to understand. And, and so uh, we have to step back and to uh, make sure that we understand what we're supposed to be doing. Are you obedient to the faith? Now, a simple yes or no would suffice here, but I want you to consider your answer. And this is not about being judgmental or anything like that. It's just saying, hey, let's check ourselves. Let's make sure that we lined up with the word of God. Let's make sure that, that our yes echoes back from God. Let's make sure that what we're saying, that uh, God says the same thing. The Bible says that Deacon Stephen being, began his address to the high priest, but it was much more as he, as he continued to minister the message of reconciliation. When we look at Acts, the second chapter in the 16th verse, it said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Peter, on the day of Pentecost, had begun to minister to the people because they asked him, said, men and brethren, what must we, well, first of all, they started out teasing him, saying, hey, you know, y'all drunk, man. What's going on with y'all? Y'all tripping, you know, y'all getting up, making all this noise, and, and you know, we hear people speaking different languages, and we understand what they're saying, and some uh, teased and said, hey, you know, uh, you know, it's y'all. Y'all must be y'all have been hitting the bottom quite early, and, and so Peter told him, said, "Look, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel." And the the twenty fifth verse it says, "David speaketh concerning him, speaking about Jesus Christ." For he, he said, "For I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for He is on my right hand that I should not be moved." The third chapter in the 13th verse said that the God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, have glorified the son, Jesus. The 22nd verse, for Moses truly said unto our fathers. So see, there is a, a history of witnesses. The 24th verse, yea, uh, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after Isaiah, Jeremiah, Daniel, Micah, and uh, Amos, and, and all of those that would follow after, as many have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. What days? The days that God would show up and show out. Now, he's speaking about Jesus Christ. And I said God would show up and show out. Greatest the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit seen of angels and preached unto the Gentile. God showed up and showed out. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word became flesh and we beheld his glory as the only begotten son of the father. God showed up and he showed out. And so he is reiterating this to them. Now I want you to know that there's a powerful blessing that is being presented by Peter that Deacon Stephen is going to carry on with. And that's in the 19th verse of the third chapter. It says, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. And when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Repentance is a message of hope and second chances. 
Many say, man, if I could do that over again, I would. Well, that's what repentance is. Repentance gives us the opportunity to do it over again. It doesn't, if I offended my brother, then I'm going to stop for a moment. The Bible tells us to consider ourselves, go to that one that we've offended, get it right. You know, do our best. And, and it doesn't mean that that individual is going to accept but you do what you're supposed to do. You wash your face. You can't make nobody wash their own face, but you do what you have to do. And in other words, when we uh, go to them and we repent of those things, we release ourselves from being connected to that situation. He said repentance. When we repent unto God, it gives us a hope. It gives us the second chance that we're looking for. It, you know, and I, I love what the word of God says, because the Bible says that if a righteous man falls seven times, God will raise him up. So he is a God of not just the first, second and third, fourth, but God takes it to an extreme. He goes to extra that we don't always do ourselves. And, and so the Bible says that repentance is ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. A conversion or a converted means to be transformed or the transformation, uh, which is the message of salvation. You cannot be saved without being converted. You cannot be saved without being transformed. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. I can't think the same way as I used to think, which means that I'm not going to act the way that I used to act. And I'm going to do the things that I used to do because I have changed. I have been converted. I have been transformed, which is the message of salvation. First Peter 1, 12 uh, through 16 says, wherefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance. But as he which have called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. And so God has called for a time of reconciliation, a great blessing. It's not about uh, the blessing of being of receiving uh, materialism or temporary gratification. Uh, some people want uh, the material thing. You know, I just want a, a car. I want a home. I want a job. And, and so they seek after those things, even to the extent where they go to church. Uh, but blessings are not salvation. Uh, people were healed in Jesus' day. It doesn't mean that they were saved. Uh, people received uh, material blessing. They doesn't mean that they're saved because you get a new job or because you receive uh, uh, the thing that you're looking for. And you got to be careful what you ask for uh, because there are wolves in sheep clothing. Uh, there are those that uh, I've seen it for myself and you may have seen it. You, you, you meet a young man or you meet a young lady and they're in church. And after a while, they're not in church because they met somebody. And so they're being gratified uh, through that only to find out later that that temporary gratification does not fulfill the need for salvation. The gospel of our Lord and Jesus Christ has always been about deliverance and remission of sin over the chase of things. Uh, it's always about your soul salvation and not the things that corrupt. Uh, in, in other words, uh, let's look at it like this. Uh, you might have a home, but the termites can eat it up. You might have uh, what is new today, uh, the, a great uh, automobile, uh, but rust starts to eat it up. 
Uh, when we look at the things, uh, moths will eat up your clothes. Uh, you look, you can be pink slipped. Uh, different things can occur uh, over the materialism in which you are chasing after. And so, but your soul salvation, uh, patience, possess ye your soul. And so when we go and we chase after God instead of chasing after things, we are blessing our soul. And because the Bible tells us that if we draw nigh to God, God will draw near to us. The Bible tells us in Acts, that seventh chapter, a great multitude of the priests were obedient to the faith. Uh, they needed to be reminded again and again. Uh, how about you? Do you need to be reminded over and over again? Are you obedient to the faith? I pray that your answer is yes. And if it's yes, that's something to rejoice about. If it's no, it's something to rejoice about. Because in order to correct a thing, you have to understand when it's not right. And so when you realize that I'm in a situation that is not pleasing to God, it's time to make a change. The Bible said that Stephen began his exhortation about the circumcision and the promise that God made to Abraham and to Isaac. That, and they kept the circumcision. They kept the promise. Are you keeping the promise that you've made unto God? Amen. The Bible says that he made this uh, the circumcision on the eighth day. And then Isaac begat Jacob and Jacob begat the 12 patriarchs. Uh, and they moved with envy. They became jealous. And in a jealousy, they sold Joseph down into Egypt. They turned against their own flesh and blood. Uh, they turned against uh, their brother. And, and sold him down into Egypt, and uh, which was a good thing. Now, some things that happen in our lives don't appear to be good. Uh, they are painful. Uh, they are emotionally staggering. Uh, it messes with your mental. I'm sure that Joseph, uh, at the moment that he was, uh, that they wanted to kill him, but they decided to put him in a ditch and then sold him off to some slave traders. That you know what's going on in his mind. Joseph had a dream that earlier that he was over a group of people uh, and he even talked about it to his family and, and they and they despised him because of the dream. But now he's being sold into slavery. What's going on in this young man's mind? How, how can you comprehend at that moment that your family has turned against you and sold you off like that? And then go home and, and lie to the parent and lie to the dad that, you know what, a, a wild beast ate him up and there was nothing we could do to save him. Uh, what kind of madness is that? Dysfunctional families existed even back then, but God knew how to work through that. We have to understand that he's a God even in the dysfunctional moments. He's a God at the time that things seem hellish. He's a God at the time that things does not seem like they're going in the right direction, that things are falling apart. He is yet the same God, and that's a time to acknowledge him, is when things are falling apart, when things are, are going south on you. It's not a time to become depressed and, and stop praying, but it's a time to take your depression to God. It's a time to take your overwhelmness to God. It's a time to take the sadness to God. He's not a God that rejects that and say, you know what? 
And, and I love the song that we sung. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. But the truth is, is that a day may come that you don't feel like rejoicing. A day may come that you don't feel like uh, clapping your hands or stumping your feet because you feel burdened down. You feel weighted down. Let's deal with that reality. It's not always a howdy howdy and a never goodbye. There are some days that you want to say goodbye because the situation, it, it's weighing you down. But there's somebody that have bigger hands than you and I. There's somebody that have a bigger mind and a bigger view of things than you and I. And so our dependency must be upon the one that understand all things. Our dependency must be on the one that can hold the world in his hand. Our dependency must be on the, oh, bless you, Lord God. It, it, the, he, the, the young men, uh, Michelle and, and Daniel friends and, and, and them were caught in a situation where the king said, listen, he said, when you hear the music, bow down and worship me. When you hear the music, stop what you're doing, no matter where you are, and dance for me. When you hear the music, stop doing, I don't care if you're praying to any other, stop it and bow down to what I'm saying. But these young men said, listen, king. I have to let you know that what you're asking is, is, is a bit too much. Now, I, I don't care how I answer you. I, I do respect you as being who you are, but you're asking me to disrespect my God. And so I want to let you know, King, that, that when you, uh, my God is able to deliver us. If he does, we're going to testify about that. If he does not, we know that he's able. So listen, church, uh, I know that God is able, whether he do it or he does not do it. You have to say it for yourself. If God does it, then I'm going to magnify him. And if he does not, I'm still going to praise him. That's what makes the difference. That's what says I'm obedient to the faith. I'm obedient when the situation is good and I'm obedient when things are bad. I believe in God when everything is right and I believe in God when things are going south. The Bible said that Joseph was sold down into Egypt and when he arrived there, Potiphar's wife, that she had been hitting on men, she had been hitting on the slaves, that she had been, been doing, yet she was a naughty woman. And so when she went after Joseph, he said, you know what? I can't handle that. I can't sin against my God. And she was embarrassed because she launched out after him. She tried to rape the young man and he left his coat behind because that as he was fleeing, he was getting out of Dodge to get away from her. Uh, his coat. She grabbed hold to his coat and then she lied. And, and you know, and the strange thing about it is Potiphar knew how his wife was. It, you know, there were signs and there were things. I'm sure that, that there was rumors already that had been floating around. And you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And so he understood that. But to save political face, he had Joseph arrested. And Joseph found himself down in the prison. And, you know, and, and, and finding yourself in that situation, knowing that you did what was right and you stood fast, you held on to the faith, you were obedient to God, you didn't surrender your will, and yet you find yourself in trouble. Stephen was reiterating this to them, letting them know that this, these things that this man had gone through, that the patriarchs, our fathers, our grandfathers, our forefathers had went through, 
brought us to where we are today. The things that someone went through brought you to where you are today. Somebody shed some sweat. Somebody shed some blood. Somebody had to deal with the pain. Somebody believed in God. Somebody understood it better by and by. They may not have understood it at that moment, but they leaned on God's word. They held on to what God was saying and said, for God I live and for God I die. For God, I'm going to hold fast to the faith. Well, the Bible tells us that many of the ministers that heard the word of God became obedient. It wasn't church as usual. The spirit of religiosity, the spirit of religion had overtaken the land. In other words, people were going to church. People were getting a dance on. People were singing songs, but they weren't living a life. They weren't doing anything. It was all for show. It was all for uh, to be noticed by others. Listen, if you're going to impress somebody, impress God. If you're going to impress anyone, impress God. If you're going to impress, impress God. Bless your name, Jesus. The high priest, the family members, and some today have become so religious in their practice. They had went through the rituals. They wore their robes. They prayed out loud. They appeared to be important to others. But listen, important to others don't mean you're important to God. Because you do those things and you look, uh, listen, huh. God told Samuel, he said, he said, you look on the outward appearance when he called the brothers together because Saul had messed up. Saul was not obedient to the faith. Uh, he was given a simple instruction to, to and he didn't follow the instructions. Then he lied. He said he was fearing the, the result of the people rather than God. Listen, forget about the people. Think about what God is saying. And he lost the kingdom and David was anointed. But in the process, Samuel went down to Jesse's house. Jesse presented his sons, but he did not present David. David was off watching the sheep. The ram's horn that was covered with oil, the ram's horn had, excuse me, that had oil that was covered with wax would not flow. It, when he held it over the head of the, of the men, each individual, uh, it did not flow. And, you know, and surely Samuel was looking at their appearance because uh, God brought it to his attention and said, look, these men look fine. They look, you know, uh, pleasant. And he said, but I'm not that God. I look at the heart. And when David, uh, he had to ask Jesse, do you have another son? God didn't send me down here for no reason. Do you have another son? Yes, he's out there herding sheep. He's out there, and, and so they brought him in. Now, what I found interesting was that when he came in and Samuel did what he needed to do, the wax melted and the oil flowed. The oil was heated up by the presence of the Lord. The wax that held it in within the ram's horn began to melt on its own. That was the work and the power of God. Somebody needs the wax to melt today so that the power, the anointing of God would flow. The power of God will just miraculously move on your behalf and anoint your situation. That's the God that we serve. Bless your Lord Jesus. The anointing, the, the oil 
the wax. There, there's, a, there's a horn that, that God has placed over the lives of, of those that he has selected. Hmm. Bless you, Jesus. Those that are obedient to the faith, those that are that are yielding themselves unto the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's time for the wax to melt and that anointing to flow. Now, I want you to understand something here. I want you to understand that that the wax flowed. The wax melted and the oil flowed and David was anointed. In the anointing, the anointing did not exclude David from trouble. The anointing did not exclude David from the attacks of the enemy. The anointing did not remove him from the situations that he would encounter, the jealousy and, the, and those that would come against him. It was in his anointing that David experienced those things. God did not remove his anointing from him. God did not stop his will from fulfilling in David's life. Whatever God has caused to flow into your life this moment, this moment, we're talking about right now because the wax is melted. Right now, whatever God has spoken over your life, you need to know with assurance right now that, that all you have to do is remain obedient to the faith because as the, as the anointing have already flowed, all it's doing is moving you into the position that God has aligned you to be in, that God has called you to be in, to open that door up when the appointed time comes. <coughs> Excuse me. David did not immediately take over the throne of Saul. However, the day did come that he was moved into that place. Now, along the way, David, mm -hmm, David did some things, but you're not David. We learn from what David did, and now we know to say, right, wait a minute, I, I saw someone else do that. That's not a good thing. Let's not go there. We saw and we understand that from the examples that God has placed in the word, that the things that we have seen throughout history, that we learn from that so that we can be more obedient to the faith. Now, we're living in a, a time. Yes, Lord. We're living in a time uh, that that. Others don't believe the anointing, the anointing yet flows, the anointing that ushers in the presence, the anointing that ushers in the will of God, the anointing that destroys the yoke. David found himself in situations where he had to run for his life. David found himself in situations where he didn't know what to do. Uh, matter of fact, David even at one time acted like he was a fool uh, and, and allowed to just begin to just drool at the mouth until, until the people that had him captive said, no, nah, that can't be David, and they let him go. God's wisdom is not our wisdom. And whatever wisdom that God sends, in order for that wisdom to have full effect, we need to be in the right place, obedient 
to the word of God. The Bible said many were obedient, many of the priests, many of the people that was in position were obedient to the faith. People uh, that heard the word that was rejecting it at one time were now coming into grips that things must change. God sent Jesus to bring about change. He sent his only son into the world to bring about change. There'll never be another Jesus Christ. There'll never be another to bring about change. The sacrifice has been made. But are you obedient to the faith? Bless your Jesus. Are you obedient to the faith? Many of them heard the word and they understood what was being said and they became obedient to the faith. They put away the childish things. They put away the things that didn't matter. They put away the rituals. They stopped praying out loud and begin to pray in their secret closets. They stopped trying to be important to other people and became important to God. Bless you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness. 
We thank you for your grace, Lord. Lord, we thank you for those that are listening and those that are supporting us. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless your word to stay stirred in our heart that we don't sin against you. Help us, Lord God, not to live presumptuously. Lord God, to keep us from great transgressions. Lord Jesus, we're your children, Lord God, and we want to honor you with obedience to your will. Lord Jesus, that your will is done in our lives, that souls are impacted, souls are saved, Lord God. Lord, there's nothing more important when we understand from your perspective and our perspective, and there's nothing more important than the saving of souls. Lord Jesus, stir up the mind of the backslider, Lord God, those that are in the valley of decision, Lord God, we pray and ask that you, those that have been witnessed to and invited, Lord God, to, Lord Jesus, to seek after you, Lord God, whether it is no matter where they are in this universe, or this, this planet, Lord God, we know that you're able to reach all men and that you're able, Lord God, to deliver. Lord Jesus, bless the, the sanctuaries, Lord God, those places that have been consecrated and dedicated for your purpose to give honor unto your name, Lord God. Lord, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sin, uh, the Bible, I was listening to my Bible. I like listening to Bible Gateway, the audible version. And, you know, as I listen through the scriptures, I, I see that they were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins and promised the gift of the Holy Ghost. We yet believe in water baptism. We believe in the Holy Ghost and the power of God that is directed, moved by his spirit only. Uh, not by the spirit of man. No one teaches you how to speak in tongues. It is all by the orchestration of God's spirit, uh, which we call the Holy Ghost. And so it, it, I want to encourage you to go to a spirit-filled church near you, uh, one that is teaching truth, teaching the word of God, that is not uh, deviating from the, his word, not preaching opinions, but the word of God. And, you know, anyone that has a revelation of God, or revelation knowledge that they're presenting should be backed up by the scripture. The Bible tells us, I believe it's over in James, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't mind being corrected, but it tells us that, that try the spirit by the word of God. Don't try the spirit by the spirit. I don't care, you know, uh, you might say, oh, I feel warm and fuzzy, but listen, the devil knows how to make you feel warm and fuzzy. And, and so you want to try it by the word of God. And we know that any type of medication or healing, uh, that that occurs in our lives that sometimes it's a little painful when we get used to doing something a certain way and you know and, and then we find out that we have to change and change is good uh, those that don't want to accept change are going to be left behind and so I want to just say that you, you have to change uh, many were obedient to the faith and I'm, I'm going to close with this we'll be back on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. but uh, what, during this time that we are Stay at home or wherever you're at is a time to get closer to the Lord. It's a time to reboot your relationship with him and, and allow those downloads that the Lord is sending. Uh, those downloads, like in our regular software application, uh, we get those security updates. You, you have to allow those security updates to come into play. And sometimes it take a little while. You know, if you ever had a security update and you haven't updated your system in a while, it might take a good 30, 40 uh, minutes for that process to run. And so you want to be uh, up to date in what God is doing, and not only just up to date in what he's doing, but be ready for the next move and the next wave of God, because there are multiple moves and multiple ways uh, that come 
uh, from the Lord. And you won't know that, you won't understand that if you're not in a place where uh, they are in tune with the Spirit of God, where they are uh, Bible-centric, where they are Christ-centric. And so my prayer is that you go to a church such as that. I can't emphasize it enough, but join in with us again on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, and God bless you.